Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is the hostess with the mostest, Turner Classic Movies host, hostess, uh, Alicia Malone, and also a, a very wonderful author. So welcome to the show, Alicia. It's good to have you back on. Thank you, Jen. It's good to be back on. It's nice to see your face. It's nice to see you, too. And I look forward to seeing you at the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival in just a couple of weeks. Mm. I can't believe it's Yeah, not- it's exciting. It's- I can't believe it's uh, very close now it's it's exciting it is exciting although when this show airs it will only be a few days so a couple of days now a couple of days well let's do a deep dive into the film festival this year because it's rather exciting it's the 100th anniversary for warner brothers which owns turner classic movies so that we've got great themes this year you ain't seen nothing yet uh is the theme this year which is i like i like that one a lot i mean there's so many wonderful things going on this year what what are some of your favorite highlights that you're looking forward to Oh, it's always the case with the film festival that it's hard to choose a couple of films. And I'm always jealous when I look at the schedule because I often can't go to see all the films that I would want to see. But I love the fact that we're getting to celebrate the 100th anniversary for Warner Brothers. I think this is the perfect place to do it. And we've got some great restorations to show. Personally, there are a couple of films that I wish I could watch, like uh, Sorry, Wrong Number with Barbara Stanwyck. That's one of my favorites. Also with Barbara Stanwyck ball of fire yes um, i also I really want to see peyton place with russ tamblin and hopefully i'll be introducing that one with him we're still finalizing all of our schedules the red shoes is hard to go by as well as bicycle thieves but we also have a lot of special guests including our opening night rio bravo not only with angie dickinson but also with steven spielberg and paul thomas anderson two of the best filmmakers working today I know. How exciting is that, you know, to have... It's great. Yeah, to yeah, have all I think three it, of them. It really speaks to their commitment to preservation. They're going to be talking more about the Film Foundation and how they preserve these films for future generations. And I feel like the opening night is the perfect encapsulation of our tagline at TCM of where then meets now, because you have Angie Dickinson from the film, and then you have two current filmmakers talking about the future of the film and, and the present day nature of the movie. So I, I love that balance. I do too. And do you um, want to talk a little bit about what the thought going into picking a uh, Bravo as the opening night film because there's a wonderful story behind that. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure about the the story behind that. I'm sort of kept out of the the conversations about um, programming, so you might have to tell me about okay, that one. I guess. <laughs> well, I think it's about the re- restoration of the film, more or less, is, is one of the main reasons. And yeah, I know that um, that the Film Foundation, which was you know started by Martin Scorsese and has wonderful partners in filmmakers like Steven Spielberg and Paul Thomas Anderson. They have a great partnership with Warner Brothers and with Warner Brothers Discovery. And so during this presentation, they're going to be talking to Ben about that partnership and how they're continuing this like multi-year partnership together in 
in order to to restore some of these films from Warner Brothers archive. Yeah, very exciting. You know, George Stevens Jr. was on my show last year. As you know, he you know he founded American Film Institute, and that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. was about us restoration. And he's going to be back on the show. We've got him scheduled to talk about the audio book, which he was recording last year when he was oh, on the awesome. show. So I'm really excited to have him back on the show. But I'm also excited because he will be introducing one of my top 10 favorite movies that I have to watch every single year at Christmas. And that is Penny Serenade. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is such a heartbreaking, <sighs> beautiful film. And this is going to be the restoration. Alexander Payne will be on hand to oh, introduce the film along with George Stevens Jr. So they'll be talking about the restoration and about the film itself, which it gets me every time. Me too. And, and now whenever I put on my sneakers, I think about, you know, being a little star and not wanting to be heard in the background of a play. It's, it's a film that if people haven't seen it on the big screen, I would really recommend they watch it while they get a chance yeah. to. I can't wait because as I said, it's one I watch every single year at Christmas and I and you're right, it gets me every single time. It's the best performance I think that Cary Grant ever, ever did. And so to have George Stephens Jr. there and Alexander Payne, I just got, you know, goosebumps with all of that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be just an amazing, amazing event just to see that, you know, alone. I love the festival. There's so many things. Things get revealed that you never were revealed before when many of these stars of the films come to introduce them and either talk with you or Ben or Dave Carger or Eddie Muller. You know, it's always great to see. We Last year, one of the things that really changed the movie for me, oh my God, now I'm going to end up with uh, Jane Seymour, Somewhere mm. in Time. Somewhere in Time, when, yeah. When she revealed that she and Christopher were in love. I mean, Christopher, they were yeah. very much in love. And then they found out the day that they had to do that heartbreaking scene towards the end that he finally the penny if people haven't seen the movie unfortunately mm-hmm. and it, that that was real that was so real because they had just found out that you know they couldn't be together that, that day and I won't get yeah. I won't reveal any further than that that literally those are the little nuggets you get by coming to the film festival so to anybody who's out there listening to this and if you've never been to a Turner Classic Movie Film Festival it is I attend a lot of film festivals you do too this is <laughs> one of the best it's so unique it's like old home week everybody is form friendships through the years. People have come from the very beginning and they come back every year. And it is so much fun. It's just such a fun festival. So, I mean, I highly recommend yeah. get your tickets. There's probably tickets still available and get your ticket. To yeah, LA. I know. It is really fun time. And I love seeing people return year after year. And also the people that save up for their entire year. This is their yeah. one vacation that they take to Hollywood. And Hollywood itself becomes TCM. You know, we sort of take yes. over the boulevard and you get to see these stars up close and hear these conversations. And as a host, we always discover things we didn't know about the film too like when I was interviewing Jane Seymour about Somewhere in Time that was new information to me because she hadn't revealed it to the public and she had that moment where she was like should I say this and she said I'm just going to say this and something I've found with doing these interviews over the years that is always really surprised by the love that they receive from audiences for many stars not Jane Seymour but for many older stars who don't get the chance to do many conversations about films anymore they have said to me in the 
past, or do you think anyone's going to care? Will anyone be there? Will anyone be ready to watch the film? And they walk out, they get a standing ovation from the crowd, they feel the love, and I think that makes them feel a lot safer to to reveal things that they never have before. Also, I love about the festival now that, you know, unfortunately a lot of stars aren't with us, we get the, the next generation, the George Stevens Jr., who can share his father's legacy. I'll also be talking with David Wyler, the son of William Wyler, about how to steal a million. And he is just a great advocate for his father's work. And another panel I'm going to be doing at Club TCM, which is where we have a lot of conversations throughout the day, is a call. It's called Assisting the Classic. And it's a selection of assistance to Hollywood stars. So they will have some great stories, you know, assistance to like George Cukor and Groucho Marx and Esther Williams and Jerry Stiller. You know, they will be revealing their own personal relationships with these stars. So even though many of the stars of classic films uh, have since passed, we still get to continue their legacy through these new generations and hopefully introduce their work to, to future generations as well. How wonderful. That's what I, I, I'm excited about that. I really am. Do you know what other movies you might be introducing or interviewing the stars beforehand? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely doing Peyton Place with Russ Tamblin. That oh. was a film that we get to see the schedule before it comes out as hosts and we get to put up our hands for films. And that was a film that I personally love. I love a good melodrama. And so I, I, I said, I, I have, want to do Peyton Place. I, I, I'm going to interrupt you for half a second. I fell in love with Russ Tamlin during West Side Story. I mean, that was... Yes. <laughs> so I'm yes. so I mean, excited to see him. I'm glad you're doing that one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. And he is one of our two tributes of the festival. So they'll also be playing Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, which I think it will be introduced by Dave Carger with Russ Tamlin. And then Russ Tamlin will be doing a long conversation with Ben Mankiewicz about his entire career, including West Side Story. I'm also going to be doing, I gotta look at my list. Oh yeah, just all I know so far is it's Russ Tamlin for Paint Place, How Steal a Million with David Wyler, the, assisting in the classics panel, and also going to be introducing Solo Bicycle Thieves on its 75th anniversary because that's one of my favorite films. I'll be doing a lot more than that, but we are still uh, waiting impatiently. I'm waiting for my, <laughs> my schedule. I can't wait to get started I, and get dive into all the research yeah. I need to do before the festival starts. Exactly. Well, I've never seen bicycle thieves so that's Mm. can you tell me a little bit about it maybe our audience hasn't seen it either so it might be a good one to put on the list yeah this is a great film it's one of those movies that get studied in in film school a lot but once you see it you realize that it has such a humanity and heart that it wins you over so it's an Italian neorealism film and it's directed by Vittoria De Sica and it's a film that once you see it you will recognize the way in which it's influenced other films and even TV shows such as Master of None. I remember that when they did the second series in Italy, they borrowed heavily from Bicycle Thieves. But it's a really simple story. It's about a a man just trying to provide for his family and he has a bicycle. So he starts to ride around Italy, putting up or riding around Rome, putting up posters as his job. And when his bicycle gets stolen early in the Mm -hmm. film, he has to try his best to track it down because that is his livelihood. And you really feel the stakes in how important this bicycle was to him it's a beautiful film it's one that you definitely need tissues for as well and uh, one that you should you should see while you get the chance okay i definitely will put that on my list there's so many though we do, you know this, it's going to be interesting to see so many. which one you know you can fit into your schedule <laughs> you know, but you just go yes i know and i always recommend people try not only to see films that they love on the big screen but also if you can try and catch something you've never seen before so we have our discovery section which mm-hmm. is always filled with those interesting pre 
pre-code movies that sometimes I haven't seen either. And there's one that I haven't seen. Hopefully I'll get to see it. If not, I'll have to make sure I, I watch it at home. But it's called The Wiser Sex from 1932 and it stars Claudette Colbert as oh. a very independent young woman. It's a pre-code film, very racy. And those films are fun to watch with the TCM crowd because the crowd really gets into it. They cheer for all the minor character actors as soon as they appear on the screen. Everybody knows a lot about movies. They love movies and uh, they react accordingly to these pre-code films. Those ones are great to see because they're fast and funny. And if you can squeeze them in, they're always worth it. I love Claudette Colbert. So that would be another one to put on. You're right. Those those pre-code films are, you're always amazed. You go, oh, I thought we invented sex. Yeah, exactly. They did that back in the 1930s. Wow. Oh, my God. They were more risky than we were. So that, those are fun. Yeah, fun ones. But you've got so many people coming. So it's Risky Business yeah. with Rebecca DeMornay yeah. coming in attendance. Do you want to talk a little bit a little bit about that? It's the 40th anniversary. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's so hard I to believe. believe that. Either. that makes me feel very old. But <laughs> it's going to be so interesting to hear Rebecca DeMornay talk about that film, which which has gone on to become a classic. And that's one thing about TCM is that we're always evolving the definition of classic film. Right. Now, 40 years on, that movie is a classic film. It is. And I'll love to hear her talk about working with Tom Cruise in that movie and what that movie has meant to her. We also have really interesting guests like John Hawkes, the Oscar-winning actor. I think he won an Oscar, at least nominated for an Oscar. And he's going to be talking about Shadow of a Doubt, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Mm -hmm. And Margaret, can't wait to see her. She will be introducing Bye Bye Birdie which was of course her breakthrough role she's so beautiful and charming in that film and still is just so wonderful a presence on screen and off screen so I hope I get to sneak in a little conversation with her on the side and get to meet her then we have William Friedkin is going to be introducing The Exorcist a film that still terrifies me all these years later you know I I hate Uh, to say it I only saw it once and that was it I couldn't see it again gosh I know (laughs) on the lighter side at, the, at our poolside screenings, we have uh, Frankie Avalon, who's going to be talking about Beach Party. Great. I yeah. can't wait to see I him know. these days. And Ricky Lake will be talking about Hairspray. So that's also a fun time. If you can make it out into the pool and you get to have some sunlight, some great LA sunlight and enjoy a movie or, or usually the films are at night. But you get to have the sunset, you get to yeah. have a cocktail, you get to watch a film by the pool. And those screenings are always fun. Oh, too. they are so much fun. It's a party atmosphere watching you know, the movies yeah. at the poolside, for sure. It's a little different <laughs> yeah. than seeing them in the theater, but it just adds to the whole environment you know, to see it. Exactly. Uh, at, at and we pool. also have a lot of um, other special events happening. Again, it's just always hard to choose what to see, but right. we're showing House of Wax in 3D in its original 3D form, which, of course, was a, a craze, a minor craze in the early 50s as studios was tra- were trying to entice audiences away from their television. And it's always great if you get to see a silent film with a live score by Ben Modell. He's been coming to the festival for many years now and he's a great advocate for silent film, silent film preservation and he often plays live soundtracks to silent films around town so getting to see him perform that live is always something that um, you won't regret seeing. It's It's a memorable experience. Yeah, it is. I have seen a number of silent films with the music, you know, right there, there. And it's, you know, written usually for 
for that particular film. And, and it's, it, it is an incredible experience and enhances the whole experience of, of seeing that yeah. silent film, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And we've got so many other things to talk about. You know, the, tre- the 75th anniversary of The Treasure of Sierra Madre with Danny Houston. Love him. Yes. So, yeah, Danny Houston, who has, of course, blazed his own career as an actor in his own right, but is following in the footsteps of his famous father, John Houston, his famous grandfather, Walter Houston. This is the perfect film for him to talk about because he can not only talk about his father's direction, but also his grandfather's Oscar-winning performance in the movie and how these two work together. And that is another film that is going to look so wonderful on the big screen, mm-hmm. even, you know, so many years after it was released. Um, and there's also the Strawberry Blonde is going to be uh, presented as a restoration. Uh-huh. And that's part of the Warner Brothers 100 celebration. Um, that's a film that I love because it's got James Cagney, Rita Hayworth and Olivia de Havilland. Uh, but yeah. I am looking forward to seeing how it looks now that it's been restored on the big screen. That's always exciting to have these restorations. And and we have quite a few this year because of the Warner Brothers celebration. I think it's so marvelous and it's so important, you know, uh, to to preserve these films. Um, You know, again, George Stevens Jr. talks about his um, grandmother, who was an actress, and and so many of her films were just lost, you know, during that time period because they didn't even think about it and the way they were filmed on nitrate, you know, they just dissolved and became like paper. But I guess they found mm-hmm. the few that he was able, you know, to see and to see here on the big screen later on, you know, in life. And so it's just so important that we do preserve these films. We have no idea. You, we just think, oh, that's easy to preserve them, but it's not. Um, there actually was a whole no. documentary that I saw last year at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. It was all the documentary was all about preserving films and how they become detectives and how people all over the world are doing this and sharing, you know, films that they have and how to save them. And so it's just really, really important. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that this is one of the themes this year with the film festival, talking more about that, because um, it's such an important mm. aspect of filmmaking, for sure. So. Exactly. And it, it goes with our overall theme of the festival, which is, as you said, all about film legacies. So we're talking not only about the legacy of the past and the legacy of, you know, these these giants of the screen that are still being brought to life by their younger generations, but also the legacy of the movies and how we can continue the legacy for another hundred plus years of these films, particularly the ones from the Warner Brothers archives with these brand new restorations. Some other restorations will be East of Eden and One Way Passage in Man's Castle. And then of course we mentioned Rio Bravo and Penny Serenade. So quite a few premiere restorations happening this year. Very exciting. That's very, very exciting. Speaking of a uh, younger generation, let's talk about the evolution of the Henson puppetry. Dude, can you talk a little <laughs> yeah. bit about that? I know it's going to be great to, to get to experience, you know, the work of, of Jim Henson and the puppetry with uh, Brian Henson will be there. He is a producer, director, writer in his own right. But of course, he is also, you know, very vital in continuing his father, Jim Henson's mm-hmm. legacy. So we get to hear from puppeteers and puppet masters about how 
puppetry has changed over the years. And I know for me personally, growing up, Jim Henson's work was <laughs> very important to me. The Muppets became like my friends. Um, and so it, it's going to be wonderful to get to hear from Brian Henson himself. There's so many wonderful things that are going to be going on this year at the film festival. It's exciting. I mean, last year was the first year after having two years off because of the pandemic, but I think this year's even going to, people were still kind of iffy last year a little bit. I think this year is going to be even better, uh, and coming back and certainly celebrating the hundred years of Warner Brothers adds a great deal to the festival this year because it's, you know, just gives us an opportunity to celebrate this, you know, wonderful company that's survived. Not many, you know, that many film mm-hmm. studios have survived a hundred years and, and there's a lot that, um, to be said about that in today's environment for sure. Yes. It's a, it's a legacy studio. It's seen so many changes over the years, uh, but there've been so many not only wonderful films, but actors and actresses. I especially love the great women of Warner Brothers, yes. like Olivia de Havilland, who I mentioned, Betty Davis. You know, Anne Sheridan, there were so many firecracker powerhouse women who really had to fight for equal pay and better roles. And both Betty Davis and Olivia de Havilland took Warner Brothers to court. But it's all part of this very storied history of the studio, which continues to innovate as it goes along. And it's great to see, you know, so many filmmakers coming on board to help preserve the films to help speak about the legacy another filmmaker i've got got this giant list of all the things i want to see at the festival and another filmmaker i'm hoping to uh, sneak in to hear ben talk with is steven soderbergh who's going to be introducing his film uh oceans 11 in our category about films whether remakes are better than the original. So he'll be talking about the original Ocean's Eleven and his version of Ocean's Eleven. I definitely want to see that. I met him at the Sundance Film Festival. We actually stood at the bar talking, which was just one of those rare moments you go up to get a drink. That seems very Sundance. Steven Spiderberg next to me. Okay, so we had a really good conversation that was pre-COVID. That was uh, actually, it was, uh, yes, uh, January of 2020, right before it was a Petri dish uh, at Sundance that year for COVID. Yeah, but right. yeah. yeah that's where a lot of people I heard got sick. But yes, yeah. it's, uh, that's one of the best things about the film festival and not only our film festival, film festivals in general, but the TCM film festival, you never know who you're going to bump into. Exactly. I remember last year I walked backstage to get ready to host uh, a film and everyone was in masks of course but Mm -hmm. even with a mask I could recognize Warren Beatty because he's very recognizable so I saw him there I clocked him I knew I would go up and say hi so I was prepared I was like very you know very poised and ready to say hello so I went up and introduced myself to Warren Beatty because I'd never met him before and then I didn't even notice who was standing next to me and then uh, one of our lovely uh, staff members from TCM said, oh, and Alicia, this is Paul Thomas Anderson. And I'm a huge fan of his movie. Yes. So I literally grabbed him by the arm. And I said, what? In his <laughs> face. And he sort of chuckled and was like, hi, Alicia, because he watches TCM all the time. And uh, and then Warren Beatty in the very is very Warren Beatty way said, you know, why didn't I get that reaction? Because <laughs> I knew I was going to meet him. I just know I was going to meet Paul Thomas Anderson. And that's the thing about this festival and all festivals. You just never know who you're going to bump into because everybody's right there in the one space. And here it'll be right there in Hollywood. 
It's so much fun. It really is. So where can people still get their tickets to to the film festival? If they haven't gotten them yet, rush to go get go get yes. your tickets. Yeah, rush, you know, as soon as you can to filmfestival.tcm.com. And you can also buy individual tickets as well as passes. So there's always a good chance to get in to see a film, yes. even if you're going on the day to buy tickets. So grab your pass, grab your ticket, however you can get there. It's it's worthwhile. And as you can attest, Jan, once you go once, you will oh, want to keep going back exactly. every year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Alicia, we could continue talking so much more, but it's been so great to have you back on the show again. I look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, thank, thank you. you. And, and congratulations thank on your you, books, Jan. too. We, so nice. Yeah, We didn't oh, get to talk about you. those either, but we'll talk about them next time. <laughs> There's Great. too much going on at the film festival. My mind is boggling with everything I am hopefully going to host or hopefully going to see. It's been wonderful to talk about some of that with you, Jan. And it's always nice to see your face as one of our regulars at the festival. Thank you. You too, sweetheart. Thank you. Have a great day. Enjoy. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.